come with me, we're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Hey, Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt. And I'm Kimbra. And uh, yeah, welcome to episode 83. I I don't know if we said this last time. We might have called last episode 83. I think we did, because I was very set on last episode being 83. To be fair, if you're lo- watching us or listening to us on iTunes, it does say that this is episode 84. In reality, it's not. It's episode 83. There was a faux pas that... Way, way long ago. And we had to pull an episode that got released wrong... Uh, it's not like a mystery episode that didn't exist. It was just the way it was uploaded. Anyway, iTunes just wasn't forgiving, so it just decided, or not iTunes, but Apple Podcast just decided that it would just count it. So that's what it did. Anyway, all that being said, welcome to our second official video podcast. That's exciting. That is exciting. It's very exciting. And thank you for those of you who are listening out there. Thank you for those of you who are who are watching, you know who you are. And uh, look, we got we got a lot of feedback last week. You can give us some feedback right now. If you are watching this on YouTube, please hit that thumbs up. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Hit that little bell so you're notified every time a new podcast or video comes out on our Fantastic Studios YouTube channel. Which, by the way, uh, if you are listening to this podcast and you're going, wait a minute, what's this video stuff? Uh, go over to the YouTubes. Don't search for Fantastic Cruising. I mean, you can, but probably it would be more efficient and effective if you search for Fantastic Studios because that is actually what our YouTube channel is called. And that is where the podcast is going to be. We did have, for a brief time, we did have a Fantastic stu- uh, cruising. cruising YouTube channel. I mean, by for a brief time, I mean some of the podcast went on there as audio only some of them didn't it was weird it was being fed from our podcast host host thank you and uh it wasn't reliable it was a pain in the butt it just so we just stopped paying attention to it nobody was really listening to it on there for the most part very few listens except when we had like para dj on and stuff obviously because they're big youtube people but we decided that we wanted to streamline that so the channel has been hidden away. Uh, there's nothing on it really except for the audio episodes. And everything is going to be on this channel now if you're on YouTube, which is Fantastic Studios. But like we said last week, fear not if you are an audio listener of the podcast. The podcast will continue to come out as an audio podcast on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Ah. There you go. If you happen to listen on the Apple podcast platform, uh, we would greatly appreciate it if you would give us a star review and type in some words to tell everybody what you think. Even if you watch it on YouTube and you enjoy it and you are an Apple person, I don't mean you're an actual Apple, but you know, a person that uses Apple products. If you could go into the podcast app and, and, uh, do that for us. That would be a great help that to would be the podcast. Super duper. But also thumbs up, thumbs up. We had like a, we had a lot of views 
Yeah. Well, okay. Our the audio downloads of our podcast last week were almost double what they have been. Yes. And we had, I think, as of right now, it's it's over a hundred video downloads or watches, whatever, on YouTube. But we only have twenty one thumbs up. So that means that a lot of you are watching and not doing the thumbs up. So uh, look. I know I watch on my Apple TV and it's really hard to do the thumbs up. So a lot of times I don't do that, but if you could really help us out, that would be very, very much appreciated. Oh, look, it's a Reno. (laughs) So Kimberly asked us if Reno is going to be in this episode. And I said, I don't know. It's really up to him. Hey, Reno, come here. Come over here and sit between us. So this is, um, okay. Or get down. Okay. Anyway. So here we are. So this is episode 83 for reals this time. And, um, yeah, speaking of feedback, we got an email <laughs> from our friend Stacy, and he basically, we're not going to read the whole email because a lot of it is basically is him saying that we're kind of awesome. And basically. We, we really appreciate that, but we don't feel. Well, I have to read the right, beginning of reading it, though. All that. But thank you, Stacy. We do very much appreciate that. And, and also appreciate you as, as we have made new friends absolutely so i have to read the beginning of it because it says hey matt kimbra reno luna zilly and guinness so he included us and all of the creatures which he he met so he did he better include them (laughs) well and they're dog people they are they loved reno so they got along really well with reno but they also enjoyed Especially the lizard, Luna, the lizard. Yeah, everybody enjoys Luna, though. She's just such a cool treat. She is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, do you want me to read a little bit more? Yeah, or just kind of okay. summarize what, what uh, he was um, saying. I really enjoyed the video podcast. Being able to see you and your expressions is awesome and much better to watch and listen to than just a podcast. Um, basically, he, he's saying that he's not much of a a podcast person. So being able to um, listen to our podcast while watching it on YouTube or even just listening in the background while he's doing something he really likes. So we got a lot of really good feedback on the video podcast for people that don't do podcasts, but like to like watch people sit in front of a camera and talk. Right. Yeah, we did. We got, we got a lot of feedback. Yeah. Not so many emails. We would like emails, fantasticcruising at gmail.com. But we did get a lot of feedback and comments on our Facebook group, which is the Fantastic Cruising Community, as well as in the bottom little comment section of the YouTube channel on the video. Mm-hmm. And we got, I think, a couple comments through our Podbean, which is the host of our podcast, yes. our Podbean application. So, yes. so thank you. Uh, we do really appreciate any feedback you give us, whether it's positive or constructive, isn't that, that's a euphemism for negative, right? Not, not really. It's not. It's not. It's constructive. No, constructive is, could be good. Yeah. Negative is different. Right. Yeah. Negative would be like, you suck. And constructive would be like, we really like this, but this, maybe think about that kind of thing. Yeah. We're open to that. You know, we'll, we'll probably curse you. No, we won't. Um, but no, if you do have constructive feedback we do appreciate that as well as any accolades or anything else that you would care to share yes yeah cool 
All right. So we do have a little bit of cruise news. Uh, we're not necessarily known as a cruise news podcast, but we do have some cruise news because this is confirmed stuff. It's not speculation. It's not pie in the sky. We have good authority. Well, good authority. Good. Um, we we have news that's real. I mean, it's put out by the cruise line itself. Yes. It's not could just... Could it change? It could change. Anything could change. I don't think it's going to. It no. seems like it's said. I think this one's a thing. And and what is that news? Uh, cruising's back. Cruising is back. Well, it's Cru- back cruising, in the Caribbean. Yes, cruising it will, be, will be back in the Caribbean in Very June. Soon. Yeah, so most of the news that we hear are just cruise lines saying, and we've canceled till this point. And now we've canceled until this point. And they are continuing to do that as far as sailing out of the United States. But they have reached some agreements with some of the islands. Well, specifically Royal Caribbean Corporation, which is also Celebrity Cruises. Yes. They've reached some agreements with some islands in the Caribbean, the Bahamas and uh, what was the other one? St. Martin. Um, and they're going to actually be using those as home ports. And those are not U.S., so they're not governed by CDC rules in the U.S. And so they're going to be doing cruises in early June. Yes. Which is exciting. It's super exciting. You just have to get to one of those islands. But a lot of people in the past have traveled to like Puerto Rico and stuff to, mm-hmm. to do their cruises. So that's not really that big of an ask, I don't think. Um if you're worried that since they're not following CDC guidelines from the United States, that they will not be safe, fear not. I, I am sure they're going to follow lots of strict protocols. One thing that we do know is that they are going to require that all passengers, all adults, all adult passengers be vaccinated, which we're vaccinated. We are. We got vaccinated last week on Sunday. So a week from when. This comes this out. This comes out, which yes. is two days from now, because this is Friday when we're recording this. Because we're trying to not procrastinate until Yeah, last time it, right I before. was up until like three in the morning. And I was like... And it was daylight savings. <laughs> that didn't help. Yeah, and I was like, I'm done. Yeah. Enjoy finishing this. I'm going to bed. In other words, I do all the work. That's not true. <laughs> do not... See, this is why they all think that, because they you don't. tell them that. No, they don't think that. She is very helpful. Uh, we are a team, and she does... <laughs> Uh, a lot of work, more and more as time goes on, actually. I've been getting you more and more stuff to do. Stuff? Like, what? You're giving me stuff to well, do? Well, I mean, you're. I'm, wow. I, Are you my just, employer? Let me just go get a shovel so I can dig a hole here. No, I mean, like, as you are getting more comfortable with the technology aspects and the podcast itself, you have become more and more active in the creation and the editing and the whole thing of the of the podcast and the YouTube channel. That's all I was trying. I was trying to compliment you. That's all I was trying to do. Jeez, man. And and I'm gonna be all doing all the the heavy lifting, dirty work for uh, Fantastic Travel. That is true. So Fantastic Travel is basically the name of our travel advisors. People thing. People people things. That's not right. People thing. People thing. Travel if, advisor. Yeah, if you wanna if you yeah. wanna book a cruise, uh, we can help you with that. Yes, she is much more savvy when it comes to the computer end of that. I'll probably learn some of it down the road, but uh, my job is to try and tell you 
why you should cruise. It's her job too. And, uh, and to try and answer questions for you guys to help her answer your questions and to try and get you to book through us. But we're not, this is not a commercial. Don't worry. Last week was kind of a commercial a little bit, a little bit. We're not going to, that's not who we are. We're not going to do that every week. We will be mentioning it on, you know, it'll come up from time to time. It's going to come up a little bit in this episode, but that's, we're not here to sell you cruises. We're here to inform you, to entertain you, to educate you. And if you want to book cruises through us, great. If you want to book cruises on your own or through somebody else, great. So I am going to throw in the quick commercial. So these Royal Caribbean and Celebrity Cruises bookings are available starting this week. So yes. if you do this want... Week being being the Sunday that this comes out, like, not the Friday. Like that we're March 24th, 2021. Yeah. Specific date if you wanted it. Anyway. And good prices, right? Um, I don't know the prices. Okay. The cruises that I was looking at earlier were good prices, but gotcha. it is not these cruises. Okay. And those cruises, we're not 100% sure they'll go or not. But hope or hopeful. What? Oh, yeah. The ones yeah. that I was looking at, I don't know if they're for sure, but they might be. Um, but yeah, so so quick commercial. If you want to book one of these cruisy, cruisies. Cruisies? Cruisies. Um, I have a cruisy award. <laughs> one of these cruises um, starting in June with Royal Caribbean or Celebrity going out of the Bahamas or St. Martin. Contact us. FantasticTravel at gmail.com. It's in the show notes. And there's your commercial. That's all I got. And, he, and if you don't want to book through us and you want to go, then go. Uh, it's yeah. it's going to be maybe the first opportunity to cruise in the Caribbean that we are aware of really on a kind of traditional cruise ship like we are used to talking about. So pretty cool, man. All right. Okay. Main topic. Main topic. Um. Main topic for today is basically we're going to give you a step-by-step guide. You probably already saw the title. It's going to indicate this. A step-by-step guide to planning your cruise. So we have made a list of basically questions that you can ask yourself or your travel advisor or both. Things to think about. Things to think about. And kind of the order that we do it in. Um, there's some caveats there that we'll get into, but if you're new to cruising or you haven't cruised a lot, or you just, you know, want to kind of streamline the way that you plan a cruise, this could be advice that you might find beneficial. Yes. Yeah. Reno's being very snuggly. I don't think he's on, he, I don't, he's not on camera. No, he's, he's not. No, he's sitting on her lap. He, I mean, he was sitting up a little bit. If you see her arm moving strangely <laughs> and you're like, what is wrong with her? Those of you that are just listening are like, I, come on, guys. We don't care. We're not watching it. All right. So. Um, I'm petting the dog. That's the end of his sentence. And and even the people watching can't see that happening. So, Right. Well, anyways, go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> oh, you, you're fixing my, my way of saying that? Yeah. See, she's real particular about the way people say certain <laughs> things. But then she says anyways all the time. And I'm like, look. <laughs> People in glass houses shouldn't throw <laughs> stones. That's all I'm saying, okay? But that's the only thing I say that bugs you, that in my opinion it, is correct. It honestly doesn't bug me. It only is a point that I bring up because other things bug you. And I'm like, <laughs> you can't be bugged by point A when you are committing point B all the time. I can. 
Obviously, you can, but you shouldn't. <laughs> okay. Back to the topic. How to plan hand. a cruise. You've got to ask yourself these questions. First question is, when can I cruise? You got to know kind of when you want to cruise. That's, that's important. I mean, if you're just like, I want to cruise, that's great. But you got to have some place to start looking. Now, again, you can come back to this. But I would try and narrow it down a little bit. Maybe you want to think about when you can take off. You know, like for us, there are times of the year when it's really not convenient for our employer for us to take off. And mm -hmm. so we try to respect that. Um, maybe you want to consider the weather. You know, do you want to cruise during the Jason months, which is July, August, September, October, and November, where there are lots of potential for hurricanes your cruise might get changed let's say they usually don't get canceled but it might get changed <laughs> uh, maybe maybe you want to cruise when it's the cheapest well that's probably during the, the jason months but there are other times of the year when you can cruise for less money mm -hmm. also if you book cruises further out in advance, a lot of times you will get better deals. I'm going to throw this one out there too, just because also if you book with a travel advisor, you could get better deals. You might get better deals that way too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You said better deals and that's, that's where my head is right now. So, but yeah, I mean, but that's true. You could possibly get better deals. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything to check with one, but, um, but look, there are times of the year when it is cheaper to sail. There are times it is way more expensive, like Christmas, for example. Super crazy expensive to go on a cruise during Christmas. Also, you may want to cruise when there is a bunch of people on the ship. You may want to cruise when there's nobody on the ship. You may want to cruise when the ships are moderately full. Because I can tell you that I would probably prefer moderately full to empty. I agree um, with that. Although I'd much rather have empty than crowded. I agree with that. And But everybody's different. A lot of the things that we're going to kind of point out in this are going to be subjective. We have our opinions about what works best for us. That's not important. What's important is to consider these different options and what's best for you. So that's, that's why we wanted to kind of give you this uh, way to kind of plan a cruise. What's next? What's the next question that you want to ask? Who do I want to cruise with? <laughs> That's a good question. Who do you want to cruise with? Um, I want to cruise with... Um, I really? guess I'll say Matt. Hmm. I'd like to cruise with my mom. Yes. Yes. It's fun to cruise with new people that have never cruised before. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, think about it. Are you going to cruise solo? Mm -hmm. Are you going to cruise with a friend? Are you going to cruise with a romantic partner? Are you going to cruise with family? Are you going to cruise with a small group of people? Are you going to go on a group cruise? These are things that you will want to know before you get to some of these other questions. You're going to need to know the answers to some of these things. Maybe that's not that important to you. Maybe you're like, oh. But here's the thing. If you're not cruising solo, you're probably going to want to include the people you're cruising with 
in some of these questions because they probably have opinions too. And if you don't consult them, they may not cruise with you or they may not enjoy cruising with you. Unless unless it's your mom when she says, <laughs> yeah, just do the thing and tell me about it. Yes. <laughs> I don't care where we go as long as I'm with you guys. <laughs> Okay, well, that's all right, though. But, yeah. <laughs> but you have to ask to know that. So you, you still need to communicate. Figure out who you're going to cruise with. Communicate with those people. And, uh, and you know, how reliable are they? Um, are they really going to cruise with you? Are they willing to, to put down the deposit? Are they, are they sure they can take the time off? Like, if they can't go for some reason, are you still going to go? So these are things to think about because it could have an influence on how you plan your cruise. For example, if you're going to cruise with somebody and they're kind of wishy-washy, maybe you don't want to give their opinions as much weight as you normally would. Whereas if you're going to cruise with somebody and you're like, you know they're going to cruise with you, then obviously you want to consult with them. Also, uh, are you going to be doing things with these people or are they going to just kind of be, you know, you meet them at dinner, you have dinner, talk about what you did during the day. These can change how you plan your cruise. Yes. Cool. Yep. All right. The next one is money, money, money. What is my budget? How much money do you have? How much money? This is the way I think of this. There's, there's multiple ways. It's kind of like when you go to buy a car. You have the amount of money you want to spend. You have the amount of money that you're willing to spend. And you have the amount of money that you actually can spend. And those three amounts are not always the same. So kind of think about all three of those things. How much do you really want to spend on this cruise? Because that's going to help you answer some of the questions that are coming up. But also keep in the back of your mind how much money you are willing to spend on the cruise. And that's probably where you want to top off at. Uh, if you're not careful, then you'll end up in that last one, which is how much money can I spend? And then you might have some cruise regrets. You might not, but you might. So, Well, the other thing with budget is depending on how far in advance you book your cruise, those numbers could go up because that could give you more time to pay it off. Or if you book like in two months, if you have to be able to like pay it there, right then and there. Yeah. So that kind of could play into your budget. And that's another reason why if you are on a tighter budget, I know it stinks, but you may want to plan your cruise further out because you may get better cruise rates and you may and you would have more time to, to pay it off, which can be very, very beneficial. Also, there are times when there are sales, there are deals. Um, one of the advantages of using a cruise advisor is that you can be like, hey, little bird in your ear, I'm looking to cruise sometime. I want to go here. Maybe I have a certain ship I want to go on or an itinerary I want to do. Um, let me know if anything comes up. And then the cruise advisor is always looking at cruises, always getting the deals. And they get one and they're like, email or text yeah. or phone call, whatever you want. And they can say, hey, look, here you go. Do you want to do this one? And you can say yes or you can say no. Yeah. They often do deals for like reduced deposits too. So if it's one of those things where you need to like do a lower deposit, you can't pay, you know, that $500 up front, 
there's always those deals that you could get too to help like help fifty dollar deposits, like fifty dollar deposits. Like yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. Um, what is the next thing on the list, Kimber? What type of stateroom do I want? Hmm. That's a big question. Yes. I mean, my answer is almost always balcony. That's what I want. That's not always what I book. <laughs> so, you know, this is another thing. Who are you cruising with? Um, some of the questions that we're going to ask may influence this too. So you may be jumping around on this list. A lot of times you're probably going to go through it and come back and then go through it and then come back and then figure out which cruise is the best for you. But, um, you know, your, your choices are usually going to be like an interior cabin. Uh, a, sorry, I guess they're called staterooms now. Well, it depends because... Depends on the line. Yeah, like uh, Carnival says staterooms. Um, Just like they say... I, Water shuttle. Water shuttle. Yeah. I don't know what, I guess I don't know what everyone calls them. I guess I should do that research and learn. Anyway, they're cabins, they're staterooms, whatever. Interior, ocean views, balconies, suites. You know, what What do you want? Who are you cruising with? Are you staying in the same cabin, stateroom as them? Um, are you are staying you, near them? Yeah. Like, do you care? Right, right. So, so those are things to consider. Obviously, there are going to be budget restrictions on some of the rooms like they're going to get more expensive the you know the deck you're on can determine the cost of a room as well as the the type of uh, stateroom that you have and that's not the only thing to consider when you're booking a stateroom it's not just interior ocean view balcony suite there are sometimes other categories yeah so like we we originally had like the spa room booked when we booked the cruise two years ago uh, on the horizon on the horizon it's still and, on the horizon which which then we switched to a balcony room right because people joined us yes. it was a spa interior room so it, we had like spa access and stuff and then we we're like oh we could get a balcony so we switched to a balcony but then there's like the family rooms and i don't know exactly what they're called I think they're different on each line. Um, But it's like they're specifically made for families and they have like an extra room for like family groups. And there's the Havana cabins. Those are on specifically to Carnival, like on the Vista class ships. Yeah. And then there are certain ships that do solo rooms. Yeah. So there's a lot of, a lot of ships have rooms or categories that give you access to areas that other people don't have access to based on specific needs. Now, in the case of the spa room, we were excited about the spa room. Then we were going to cruise with my mom as well as some friends of ours. Mm -hmm. And the the reason we switched to a balcony is because my mom was going to stay. No, she wasn't going to stay in our room. My mom was going to get a balcony. Our friends were going to get a balcony and they were going to be adjoining. So this this is a perk. Okay, so when we were looking originally, like we didn't care if we were on a balcony we would like a balcony, but we were looking more at the money aspect of it. And so we were like, let's just go with this interior spa room. That'll be fun. We got a really good deal on it too. Yeah. Yeah. But then when we found out we were cruising with other people, well now a balcony becomes a much bigger asset than the spa room for, right. for us. Mm-hmm. So we were like, yeah, we want to switch to balconies. If we can get three adjoining balconies and they can open them up outside, we have this three cabin long balcony. balcony. That's awesome. Yeah. I've done the two cabin thing. That's cool. It's a really nice feature, especially when you're cruising with people. Plus, you know, we wanted 
We didn't want to be on opposite sides of the ship. We wanted to be as close to them as possible, preferably next door. And that's we, what we also got connecting with been. your mom. So yes. not only do the balconies like connect, but the, the rooms themselves connect. So if you're cruising like with family members and stuff and like you've got kids staying in the other room, you can connect to that room so that you can keep your eye on them so that they're not, you know, being too rambunctious and bugging everyone else. Yep. And not so, that all your kids do that, but some kids do. But they're kids. They do. Yeah. Um, so I just spent a week with kids in camp. Um, <laughs> so there are also some lines that now have solo areas. Solo. That was a Star Wars. Thing. I am aware oh, of that. Okay. All right. We uh, watched it. I know. <laughs> yes, we have watched it. Um, <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? You know how many times I've... Anyway. So you can go to special solo areas and they have like kind of, I guess, common areas for the solo cruiser. So you can, you know, you know, if you see somebody in this area, they're another solo cruiser. Maybe you can hook up. Hook up. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. However you want to interpret that. So I just I just have to point out we've had some emails from one of our listeners, Quincy, who is planning to do some solo cruising. So this section is for you, Quincy. That's right, Quincy. Hook up. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, it can, be, it can be fun if you're on a solo cruise, whether it's a romantic hookup or just a platonic hookup, uh, just, to, just to meet fellow cruisers that are alone, somebody to hang out with, somebody to maybe do other stuff with. So, uh, yeah. 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 What's the next thing on the list there? Next Question. is... Number whatever we're on. Because we didn't number them. No, no. How long do I want to cruise for? Mm, Forever. Always. (laughs) Just stick me on the water and let me live there. This is something you need to think about, though. Yeah. And consult with your whoever you're cruising with, if you're cruising with other people. But um, this is going to affect your budget. It's going to affect the amount of time that you have to request off from work. It's going to affect how many port stops you have. It's going to affect a lot. Now, if you're a first-time cruiser, you've never cruised before, and you're nervous about it, then I could say I would recommend a shorter cruise, maybe a maybe a three- to five-night cruise. If you don't have the opportunity to take more time off, maybe you want a shorter cruise. But if you can take the time off, if you have cruised before, you know you want to stay longer, then you're going to go for those seven, eight, or maybe... Even like 14 night cruises, if you can manage that. I would. Right? Um, Yeah. So, but this is something you want to think about because when you're going through the planning process, um, one of the things you can narrow down the searches by is the length of the cruise. And that's going to help you to really hone in on the cruise that is right for you. But think about that. Also, the price is going to change. Obviously, a longer cruise is going to be more expensive. Maybe you go on a shorter cruise and you kind of trade that extra time for a nicer cabin or some other amenities. Or maybe you're more like us and you're like, no, I give me the time on, at sea. I don't care. Put me in the cupboard, down the hall, uh, whatever. I don't, I don't care. We so, just need a place to sleep. Yes. We'll hang out on the deck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so those are things to consider when you're booking your cruise. What length of cruise is right for you on this particular sailing. Yes. Yeah. What's next? Next. Where do I want to leave from? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. 
Well. Where do you want to leave from, Kimbra? Anywhere. <laughs> but my preference right now is Florida. Because right. I live in Florida. So it's easy for me to get there. Now, obviously, one of the things we're going to talk about soon is where where do you want to go? Uh, but And that could impact where you want to leave from. from. Yeah. You may not have much choice. But if you're cruising to the Caribbean... You have a lot of options. Once cruising opens back up again, you have New York, you have, uh, what, Vir- Baltimore, you have, which is it, it North Carolina? North, South, I South it, Carolina. I think it's South Charleston. Carolina. Charleston. And you have no, South Carolina, Jacksonville, right. I think so. You have <laughs> uh, Port Canaveral, you have Fort Lauderdale, you have Miami, you have Tampa, you have Galveston, you have um, New Orleans. So there are a lot of choices. If you're on the other coast, you, you've got different areas over there. You've also got like Puerto Rico. Right now, you may have St. Martin and I don't know if it's going to be Nassau or Freeport or where they're, yeah, I don't know. they're just leaving the from. But, um, but you have options and some of these are going to have benefits and drawbacks. For us, sailing out of Tampa is ideal because we live here. We can park for free because of our situation and... It doesn't take long to get there. We don't have to worry about accommodations. We don't have to worry about travel expenses. We don't have to worry about, you know, like hotels. We don't have to take extra time off. Um, it's nice, but we don't always want to cruise out of Tampa. Because it, doesn't, it doesn't go everywhere that we want to go. So we have to be able to compromise on that. And also not all ships can get into Tampa because of the right. Sunshine Skyway Bridge. So maybe we want to look at another port. Well, if I have my druthers, I would like to. I would rather sail out of Cape Canaveral than say Miami. But I'll sail out of Miami. I'm cool with that. But I'm probably not going to go to New York when I have all these cruise ports near me. Right. If you don't live in Florida, that's probably going to be a different equation for you to figure out. So, but that is something you want to think about because that's another item that you can narrow your search in when you're looking at the different cruise lines for your cruise is port of uh home port port that you're leaving departure from. port departure port thank you yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right did we cover all that one um fly, put, did you say flights and driving you have flights to consider and driving. that yeah, yeah. The, the other time is you know or the other thing is un, i have unwind time there because one of the things that I've noticed is that when I get back from a cruise, yes, you were just on a cruise, right? You were on vacation, but you know, you need that vacation from your vacation before you're ready to go back to the nine to five drudgery or whatever your shift is. <laughs> I wish ours was nine to five. Um, and, and, so, then, and then you go back and you are ready to go back on vacation. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you may want to build an extra bit of time in that you have time off. You know, you can do laundry, you can just relax. If you're cruising from someplace you can drive through same day, then maybe you just need one extra day. But if you're going to fly home or maybe you got to drive home, you may be wanting to add more time to the beginning or end of that cruise. Or maybe you don't care about that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's next? Next, we have where do you want to go? That's pretty important. And think of this in very general terms at this point, because we're going to get more into like ports you want to visit but you first you want to have an idea of where you want to go do you want to go someplace cold someplace warm someplace where there's history someplace where there's nature 
all these things are things to consider. Oh, you should have put scenic on that as well. I feel like scenic should have gone on that list. Where, where would you say is scenic? Alaska. I would say that's still nature. You didn't say nature, did you? I just said nature. You heard me. I said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I didn't. Right. I didn't write nature on the on the notes, but but yes, nature is definitely one of the things. So um, <laughs> maybe maybe you want to go if you're into a historic cruise. Maybe you want to go over to Europe and cruise over there, mm-hmm. and then there's a bunch of options over there. You can do the Mediterranean, or you can do, you know, Europe. It's like England, UK kind of thing. Maybe you want to go to Australia. That's not going to be probably super historic. You might get a little history in the in the Caribbean, um, but uh, yeah, maybe you want that scenic nature. That's going to be Alaska. Uh, these are things you want to think about. Where do you really want to go? Maybe you have more than one place. You're like, I'm okay if I go here. I'm okay if I go there. But maybe you've got like a specific idea of where you want to go. Like uh, eventually I will cruise in Alaska, but really I am more than happy to keep cruising in the Caribbean for as long as I can cruise, I think. And I don't think I'll ever get sick of it. Uh, I would like to try some of the other places, but um, I'm never going to say no to a Caribbean cruise is basically what I'm that's basically what I'm saying. And then and then maybe you just don't care because maybe you don't even plan on getting off of the ship. Some people don't. Yeah, that's true. Maybe you could don't really care that much about the port stops. You're just like, look, I just want to be on the ship. I'm all about the ship. And then you could cruise anywhere or to nowhere. So that's something to consider as well. Yeah. What do we got after that? Next, which cruise line do I want to sail on? Hmm. Yeah. So that's a good question. Yeah. Like, are There's you... There's a lot of them. Are you loyal to Royal? Mm. Why would you be loyal to Royal? Why would I be loyal to Royal? Well, I mean, for example, like, why would you be loyal to Royal or why would you be oh, because prone to princess or why would you be... Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything that starts with letter C that would go with Carnival or Celebrity or something like that. Um... I don't know because they they give you points for cruising on them, and the more points you get, then the more perks you get, and the more perks you get, the more you want to cruise with them, and you know all the things you get the free stuff and you get the things. Yeah, some people yeah. some people just really like one cruise line or that they want to support it, but most of the time they're going for those those perks, and we could do a whole episode about cruise perks for being loyal and whether oh yeah whether we think they're worth it or not but that is not this episode so um maybe that'll be a future topic i don't know write that down i didn't know that but anyway <laughs> is that the write down noise that's the write down noise because really nobody writes anything i do write things sometimes like like i write letters instead of just typing them i do too i do that at work I go through lots of sticky notes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's easier to get my thoughts down by writing yeah. them than it is typing them. I wonder if younger and younger generations will still have that. Like, do they even know how to write in cursive anymore? Well, so I think they took it away and then they brought it back. I think it depends on where they are. I don't know. I just, like, my thought is, how do you know how to write your signature if you don't learn how to write in cursive? They just put an, an X. Well, I mean, I guess you can't really tell what my signature is either. But like, right. really, they just, like they just go squiggle. I mean, you can just practice one thing, one like signature. Anyway, I what, guess. we're way off topic here. So cruise lines can be tricky if 
because how do you know until you've sailed on them which one is right for you? You can watch vlogs. That's a great way to to kind of get uh, an, a taste of the different cruise lines. You can talk to people in cruising communities. Um, you can ask us questions. Fantasticcruising at gmail.com. You can talk to a travel advisor and they will... Fantastictravel at gmail.com. And they will know all <laughs> about uh, different cruise lines and, and why somebody might like Royal Caribbean better than Carnival or somebody might like carnival better than royal caribbean or, or princess or celebrity or disney or, or virgin disney. voyages Good. yeah virgin voyages very different so in fact cruising as it's gotten more popular has really started you've seen it sort of start to evolve as one thing and now you're starting to see these branches come off of it with these people kind of throwing different ideas at the wall of what is cruising and uh and some of them are sticking and and you're getting some very unique experiences based on cruise lines virgin voyages and disney are great examples of very different experiences mm-hmm. than most of the other cruise lines and then like celebrity and princess are kind of a little bit more um you know high high Higher end, end. Mm-hmm. cruise so yeah there's a, there's a lot out there uh, and, and there's different flavor. You know, you go on a cruise and you've got different sort of atmospheres. How tacky is it decorated? Um, do they have Guy's Burger? Do they have, um, I don't know, robot bartenders? Do they have, you know, all, all these different things that, uh, that you might want to consider when choosing a specific cruise line. Also, with luxury comes cost. Yes. With amenities comes cost. You got to go back to what am I willing to spend? Do I want to give a little here, take a little there? This is going to help you choose your cruise line. We have primarily cruised Carnival. I've cruised other lines. We cruised Royal Caribbean together. Um, The reason I cruise Carnival is because Carnival meets all of my needs very well at the best price almost every time. So... But there is something to be said about other cruise lines. There are reasons that people sail these other lines. Different food options, like Norwegian, has a very different food idea than some of the other cruise lines. Oh. The big, huge Oasis Royal Caribbean ships, very different number of venues. The new Mardi Gras ships are going to have a very different uh, venue system. Virgin Voyages, no Completely buffets. Completely different. Yeah, everything's included food-wise right that's that's yeah yeah so lots of different and it's all basically like specialty dining anyways we've done an episode on that go listen to it (laughs) and uh are you a party animal do you want to go on the fun ship on the fun ship carnival during spring break and like woo party it up are you more like laid back and maybe you want to go on a princess cruise anytime because you know it's going to be okay do you have small primates that follow you around everywhere and and are they're noisy and and annoying or do you want to avoid the small primates yeah so maybe you want to go on disney if you've got them maybe you want to go on celebrity if you don't or, or a virgin, virgin where they're not allowed so there's there's different things to consider as far as like different cruise lines go yes what is next Next is an important one, and this is which itinerary should I pick? All of them. <laughs> you can only no. do one cruise at a time, Kim. Okay. One cruise at a time. Well, then I want to go on this one, and then this one, and then this one. Back okay. to back to back to back. You're not being very helpful. Oh, okay. Well, 
maybe you want specific port stops. So you'll want the itinerary that takes you to Aruba and Bonaire and Curacao. Desperately want to go to those stops. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a lot to be said for that, especially if you have cruised before. Maybe you're trying to hit up some new islands or port stops. Maybe there's one you want to get back to because it was so amazing. Um, these are things to consider. Also, when are those ports being sailed to? That was a really weird way to say that. Like the order of them? Yeah. Like, so. Like, are you going to Cozumel and then Grand Cayman? Or are you going to Grand Cayman and then Cozumel? Why does that matter? Because the activities you do on there, you may want to balance that out differently. Also, when are the sea days? How many sea days are there? Maybe you like sea days. I love sea days. I My perfect itinerary goes sea day, port, port, sea day, port, port, sea day, sea day, and then back. Was that the right amount? Let me do that again. Sea day. Okay, so you got one night, then sea day, right? Then port, port, sea day, port, port. Sea day, sea day. That's eight. That's right. Yeah, that's like an eight, nine cruise, right? One, um, one night, two nights, three I think, nights, four nights. I think you've got too many. Nights, six nights, seven nights, eight nights. Yeah, that's a nine night cruise. Yeah. Darn it. Okay, so I'll give up. I think you probably, we'd have to give up a port. Usually that's what happens. That's, yeah. That, if I can swap out. Maybe that middle sea day for another port. I don't or, know, like, like the cruise we're supposed to go on. If it goes eight-night cruise in September, please. It's sea day, sea day, port, 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 sea day, sea day. And that unlocks something. It like un- A, B, up, down, up, <laughs> down, right, left, right, left. It That's unlocks right. happiness. Um, yeah, but that's something to consider <laughs> because what I have found is that it's. I love having a sea day. I don't like being at port the first day that you're on or right. the, it'd be the second day you're on the cruise because you're not going to be at a you're going to leave from a port but you know you're not going to get to a port that night uh i like to have a full sea day i want to unwind i want to get comfortable on the ship i want to enjoy it then i want to hit a port i don't if i get another sea day fine but and that's because you're going to southern caribbean so you have to have that right day. but i don't really need it there i used to say i like to have a sea day at the end of the cruise which I do, but I love having two sea days because what happens is when you have one sea day at the end of the cruise, all you can think about that whole sea day is that you have to get off of the ship tomorrow. If you have two sea days at the end of the cruise, you have one full sea day to completely enjoy yourself. And then the next sea day, you are thinking about, I have to get off the ship tomorrow. Now, it's not so bad having three ports in a row for the ABC islands because they're so close to one another that you still have a lot of time to kind of relax and unwind. You're not just go, go, go. But if you are doing that, then that may make you want to choose excursions differently. So depending on which port you're at and what order, that's where that can come in to play if you're like an adventurous person like we are. Yes. So there you go. So what itinerary do you, do you want to pick? Um, also, something to consider What day of the week does it leave on? What day of the week does it return on? If you have a hard time getting your boss to let you take time off of work, this can be really important 
because you can use the weekends to your advantage. Also, getting that extra day of rest can be helpful if if you're cruising, say, uh, maybe you're cruising like Sunday through Saturday or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, then you have all of Sunday as a day of rest. If you, or travel back home. Or tra- to travel back home. So those are things to consider too. Maybe though it's more advantage, more of an advantage for you to leave uh, and travel through a weekend and come back in the middle of the next week. It just depends on your situation. But these are things that you want to think about when you're planning your cruise. Yes. Next, we have... Which ship do I want to sail on? Ah, the old ship question. Yes. You know, I always ask people, are you a port person or are you a ship person? Because I am a port person. I am ports first, but I do enjoy ships. And so there are ships that I really do want to sail on. And uh, as, as much as I want to cruise, sometimes I will look at the ship before I look at the port stops. But normally, no. <laughs> normally I'm looking at the ports first. Yeah, that's typically that's what I do. To me. <laughs> You're so funny. I know. Yeah, I I agree with that. I typically look at the ports and then I have, you know, three or four cruises that I'm kind of looking at and then I look at the ship. But there are some ships I'm interested in going on. And in that case, for example, the Celebrity Edge. Mm. I've looked at that ship specifically. To go on right now. I would like to go on it too. Actually, my dream ship right now is the Horizon, but that's because I've been waiting like three <laughs> years for it. True. <laughs> but yes, so there are some ships that I specifically have looked at and one day I may get on them. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, some things to consider if you're wondering, well, how do I know which ship is right for me? Um, is it a small ship? Is it a big ship? I like big ships and I can't deny. No, that's actually I not true. Cannot I cannot lie. Oh yeah, whatever. I look. I used to listen to Mix a lot, um, but you don't know the words of the song. I don't know the words of the song, but because uh, we didn't have the words that just popped up, so I just had to rely on memory and stuff. I could still do my posse's on Broadway. I know almost all the words of that. Anyway, um, I actually like medium to small ships, but I haven't tried the huge ships, so I don't say that for sure because I can't say that until I've tried it. You have to do. You have to do your scientific trials before you get a conclusion that's reliable, right? So I'm going to do that. But, you know, old ships, new ships. Why go on an old ship? Because it's cheaper to go on an old ship. Less people on the old ship in some cases. Why go on a new ship? Because it's new and shiny. It's got that new cruise ship smell. And it's got all the fancy amenities. Yeah. And now sometimes old cruise ships get rejuvenated and they get some of those features. Yes. And so... An old cruise ship may not seem or feel like an old cruise ship. So, but these are things you want to consider when you're booking a cruise. Now, there's hardly any old cruise ships left anymore because of this stupid pandemic, But uh, especially in Carnival. But um, I just hope they don't get rid of the Paradise. Mostly because, well, it's my favorite ship currently. But it's the only cruise that I've or ship that I've been on that I have not gotten a keychain yet from. And I need to go on it again so that I can get my Paradise keychain. That's a great reason. We should call Carnival and be like, don't trash the ship. Kimber needs a keychain. I mean, John Heald, if you ever watch or listen to this podcast. I just need a Paradise <laughs> keychain, please. <laughs> All right. So, um, okay. Also, certain ships have different 
amenities to them. So you may have a roller coaster on the new Mardi Gras ship. You may have bumper cars on some of the Norwegian ships. Laser tag. Laser tag on the Norwegian ships. Yes. You have flow riders and um, I don't remember what it's called. Sky. The thing where you're like skydiving on what? the on Royal Caribbean uh, ships. I, I fly. You've got not- the the city like city block areas. You know the neighborhoods they call them on the big Royal Caribbean ships, which are the biggest ships right now. MSC has some really interesting like looks and vibes to mm-hmm. their to their ship. So these are all things to consider when you're when you're choosing your ship. Also the food options. You know, I love me some guys burgers and some blue iguana taco. Oh blue iguana. But also, you know, Norwegians got some killer restaurants. Like there's there's a lot of different restaurants and a lot of different ships and they're they all have good stuff. Okay. Some have more good stuff than others depending usually on how old and how big they are, how big and how new they are. But uh, but if these are things that are important to you, then you want to look into these ships before you cruise and do a little research or talk to your travel advisor and they can they can help you make these decisions in an informed way. We'll Zoom with you. Absolutely. You <laughs> we'll Zoom with you and we'll answer all of your questions face-to-face, eye-to-eye, if you'd like. Anyway, uh, what's next on there? Next is, what add-ons do I want? Hmm. There are a lot of things you can add on, and you want to consider this when you're planning a cruise because you have money to budget, and this needs to be considered for that so that you don't get on the ship and you're like, bruh, what's all this extra money I have to pay? No, you don't but have to do that. But these things are not necessary, minus one, I would say. I mean, it's not... None of them are required. There is one I highly recommend. The rest are absolutely up to you. So what kind of things are we talking about here? So the first one is insurance. You should always get trip insurance. Get trip insurance. Always. So I never got it before. And then we got it on our last cruise. Didn't need it. Didn't use it. But we did get it. We need to get get a a cruise insurance, a trip insurance, travel insurance person on the podcast to talk to them more about Yes, we need to do that. Details and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I highly recommend getting travel insurance. Whether you end up needing it or not, it is absolutely something you should always get. It covers, it can cover whether your cruise gets canceled. It can cover your your flight. It can cover your cruise. But more importantly, it can cover medical things. If you have to get airlifted off of a ship or if you get, uh, something happens to you and you're in like, Mexico and and the hospitals don't take your American insurance card. Uh, this is important. I I would say I didn't used to get travel insurance because I didn't really understand that. And then being involved in the cruise world, um, I heard so many horror stories. And uh, now I won't cruise without travel insurance. Um, I don't care about as much about the trip insurance as far as like reimbursement of a canceled trip for us that's not as important because we do live in florida if i didn't i would because air flights and all that stuff Mm -hmm. but i know that that you know the cruise line is probably going to take care of me in most situations but it's nice to have that yeah i mean it's absolutely for some people it's much more important but that medical yeah you got you got to have the medical yeah all right what what are some other add-ons to think about so the drink package so if you're a big drinker of liquor or coffee or soda 
you'll want to consider possibly getting that package. Or the spa, if you like getting massages and pedicures and your hair did and whatever. Your hair did? Yeah, you never heard that? Getting your hair did? Wouldn't it be your hair done? That's the way it should be said. Yes, absolutely. You've never heard that? Anyways. I'm I'm getting my hair did. (laughs) Okay, whatever. Specialty dining. Yeah, on some ships, you got to pay for that extra. On most ships, you got to pay for that extra. Yes. Um, And look, I've gotten the soda package. I've never done the drink package because I really don't drink that much. Uh, It would be fun to have it on a cruise, but... You have to you have to budget it out and see if that's worth it to you. But do it, you know, ahead of time. Also, it's cheaper if you mm-hmm. do it ahead of time. Uh, I have done the soda package, which didn't work out for me. I didn't really need it. Most of the lines you can bring your own cans of soda on, and that's good enough. Or I just buy a couple sodas. But you know, maybe you can't live without your Coca Cola every morning or something. Then you might want to you might want to get a get a soda package, or your coffee. You know, some people love their coffee. And they can't live without the coffee. And so that'll get you. I mean, you can get regular coffee on a cruise for free, but you can't get your fancy coffees like your Starbucks style lattes and cappuccinos and macaroni, riddles, and all that stuff. That will get you that to that place there. And sometimes it includes um, shakes. Shake, shake, shake. Sonora. Is that the right word? Sonora? I don't think it is. Um, Sonora. Is it Sonora? Oh, I, got I that think one so. Right. Okay. So, so those are, those are things to consider. Um, also, if you're going to do like room service, that's going to be extra. And don't forget that um, if you don't do the drink package, you might have a couple drinks. Factor that in. Cruise drinks are usually somewhere between eight to twelve dollars, and sometimes they can be more expensive than that if it's a really specialty drink. Most of them are probably closer to the ten to twelve dollar range, but you can get less expensive drinks if you're not as particular, um, and you can get more expensive ones if you want those. You can buy your own water to bring on board some cruise lines. Not uh, to not to bring on board. Well, to, to have to have put in have, your room, so you don't yeah. have to lug it, and the prices yep. are reasonable. Yes, but so, you have to do that ahead of time. Yes, you can't do it once you're on board. Yeah. So that's something important. You can buy bottles of liquor. Yes. Instead of doing the drink package, which is can if you just want to drink one type of liquor, you can't bring your own like bourbon on, but you could buy a bottle of Jack and have it sent which, to your room. In my opinion, is typically way overpriced well now um the degenerate cruisers figured this out and it depends on how you drink so for a bottle of liquor the bottle of liquor is way overpriced yes but compared to how much it costs to order drinks a la carte or even with the drink package it is cheaper if you buy their overpriced bottle of liquor and mix it with your own mixers interesting yeah yeah, he um, Jason did a whole spreadsheet on that. The Degenerate okay. Cruisers on yeah. YouTube. Well, I knew he did one for the drink package. I didn't know yeah. a bottle of liquor was included. In yeah, that. he did that too. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's really fascinating. Uh, now the the there's a downside to that because it means that you you can't really just carry this bottle around with you. Have to go back to the room to get a drink. Right. So it, it's may not really be the way to go for most of us, but anyway, it's an option if if you want to do that. And, uh, and also, you know, tips, if I didn't mention this already, tips, you need to pay tips to the people that work on the ship. And you can do that in advance, which I recommend. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you can prepay your tips, so you already just figured into the cruise bill. Uh, Virgin is already doing that for you. Yep, it's just part of the cost. You don't add it in or don't add it in, and it's, it just is. But keep in mind that you can tip extra. If you have a really outstanding service person, you can give them a little extra something-something. And uh, they will appreciate it. And you should do that if you have really outstanding service because these people work really, really hard and they don't get paid a whole lot of money. And that tip that you are like, "Eh, it's a moderate tip, may go a really long way because a lot of the people that work on the ships live in areas where the economy is not like the U.S. So just think about that. Uh, Also, maybe you're going to do like a photo package. That can be a little expensive if you want to buy like the photo packages on the cruise ship. Or just a couple photos in general. Yeah, but that can be pricey. Yeah. Right. So figure that in if that's something you want and whatever souvenirs you're going to get on the ship and and off the ship. Off the ship. Also, you can buy things duty free, which means no taxes uh, within a limit. And so they'll have liquor and cigarettes and things that get taxed really highly in the United States that you can buy on board. I would love to see somebody do a price comparison of liquor. I don't care about cigarettes, but of the liquor um, on cruise ships to see if you're really saving a lot of money by buying bottles of liquor on the cruise ship as opposed to like at your Walmart liquor store or something. I, I don't know about all of them, but my friend Courtney bought a bottle of something that she'd never seen before. And she was like, like they, they talked her into it and stuff. And a couple months after the cruise, she found it somewhere else for like $10 less. There you go. Yeah. So if you are planning to do something like that, know your, know your liquor. Maybe do um, some research. Yeah. Do a little research there. Um, also that, you know, they have jewelry, they have watches, they will give you the opportunity to spend an enormous amount of money on the cruise. If you are of that ilk and would like to do that with some very high quality merchandise, uh, even things like GoPros and stuff you can buy right there on the ship. But if, you know, just factor that into your budget, what do you want to spend and, you know, just figure that in when you're planning and that's more for, and I, and I included this in the planning part because we thought, you know, if you're thinking about your budget to book the cruise, you want to consider all these other money things. You don't necessarily have to make these decisions right, right. then. You're not going to buy souvenirs before you get on board, but, you know, something to consider. Uh, and let's see. We have one more. Right? Yes. I'm just looking at uh, the notes here. Yes. The final question. <laughs> it's just because I didn't indent that last oh, line. Of you, story. Do, you didn't do it on the one above it either. I know. I, I, I was slacking. Okay. The last one. Which excursions will I do? Yes. This is the this is where I have the most fun when I'm booking a cruise. Yeah. Like I love shopping excursions and booking excursions. I love it. Because I love excursions. That's the reason I cruise is to go to ports and do excursions. I love the ships. I love the whole experience. But I really love going to ports and doing excursions. Like if I couldn't do that, I wouldn't I wouldn't cruise anymore. The battery just died. Sure did. Okay, and welcome back if you are watching us and we just suddenly moved 
very quickly. It's because our battery died and our GoPro. Apologize to those of you who are just listening. Anyway, where were we? We were talking excursions. You love excursions. I love excursions. I love excursions. Everybody loves it. Not everybody loves excursions. No. A lot of people love excursions. Most people, I think, do. Yes. But I think most people don't love them as much as we do. Some people do. Maybe. And maybe a lot of people that listen to this podcast do because that's kind of what we're about with right. the scuba diving and the animals and the stuff. snorkeling. But, you know, it's not for everybody. And that's okay. That's all right. We're all different. That's what makes this world a big, beautiful place. So... Um, if you do want to go on excursions, you will want to think about some different things. One, you know, what will your budget allow? Again, you may want to rob Peter to pay Paul kind of a thing here. If you really want to do that whale shark swim in Cozumel, which is kind of like, I think, $300, um, you may want to cruise on a shorter itinerary so you can afford it. Like a four-night cruise that only goes to Cozumel. Yeah, or something like that. And it's got to be the right time of year and all that sort of thing. So you got to go back through these questions and, you know, keep keep just going back through and getting that answer sharpened finer and finer and finer until you finally get that perfect knife razor edge uh, and you've got the perfect cruise for you. Uh, what else? Let's see. Uh, besides Besides that... You know, think about what type of excursions you're going to want to do. Do you want to adventure? Do you want to relax? Do you want to mix it up? Do you want to do a little of both? Um, what about your cruise mates? Do they have opinions about this? Are you going to be doing excursions with them apart from them? Um, when is the cruise reaching these different ports? We kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier. These are things you want to think about when planning a cruise because you don't want to plan this cruise, not talk to your cruise mate, and then get on the cruise and find out that they don't want to do anything while they're in Grand Cayman. They just want to go to Seven Mile Beach, and you're like, I wanted to scuba dive in Grand Cayman. You don't want to find that out then. You want to find that out ahead of time. So talk to your cruise mates. Look at the possible things that you can do, the different excursions you can do, if you're going to do excursions or not, and get that worked out. And how is that going to work with the cruise that you planned? So think about that. So I think that's it, right? That's all we came up with. That's it. That's all the things. That's a lot. I mean, I think we I think we shared a lot. If you have other tips or if you gained something from this, don't forget to hit that thumbs up down at the bottom. Don't forget to give us some, some comments and stars over an Apple podcast, if that is an option for you, or join the fantastic cruising community over on Facebook. Well, Give send us, us some an email. Feedback there, or definitely send us an email, fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Or if you're interested in uh, using us as a travel advisor, fantastictravel at gmail.com. So, speaking of email. Yes. I, I have actually the other half of Stacy's email that yeah. I didn't read earlier. Okay, yes. So can I can I read that to you? Yeah. So it says Wait, is it it's so it's nice and everything, right? Um, this part is. <laughs> I already yeah. read the email. I know it's nice. It says, I haven't listened to a lot of your podcasts, so you may have done this already as a cruise creature. But I think you should have a trunk fish as the cruise creature. I guess they also go by cowfish or boxfish. I've attached a couple screenshots from a snorkeling video I shot in Grand Turk. I believe this is a smooth trunk fish. 
It's a smooth trunk fish. All right, here's our cruise creature for this week, the smooth trunk fish. All right, so we're back with the smooth trunk fish. First of all, let me address this, Stacy. I keep looking at the television screen where our notes are instead of the camera. That's not what I wanted to address with you, Stacy. First of all, let me <laughs> say this. Uh, the reason that it can be confusing, whether it's called a box fish or a cowfish, uh, cowfish or a... Um, I've heard people call them puffer fish. Or trunk fish. Puff, now, puffer, I would draw the line I at. know, but I've, I've heard people say it. Right. No, I have too. But the, what? here's what it is, okay? These are all common names, and uh, they're used to describe a lot of different fish that are closely related to each other, and they are in the, usually referred to as the box fish group, okay? So some of them are called trunk fish, some are called box fish, and some are called... Um, cowfish. Cowfish, yes. Moo. They should be called bullfish, because they got little horns sometimes. Oh, yeah. Anyway... We're talking about the smooth trunk fish, which is a type of box fish. Now, how do you identify this fish? Well, it's got a very, very unique look to it. It basically looks like a giant um, triangle, almost like a big three-dimensional pyramid, but with only two sides. They kind of curve together a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. The, The thing about this fish, it's got like a long, skinny schnoz on it. Um, it's got some really pretty it's like, got, patterns. It's got like smoochy lips. It, very smoochy lips. Uh, but the thing that really is standout-ish about this fish is that it looks like a curio that you could actually pick up and just set on your cabinet because it's got such a flat bottom. Yeah. Flat bottom fish, you make this rocking world go round. That was good. That was good? Yeah. Uh, and uh, it just, it's just flat. It's yeah. It's really flat. So... They, they're very unique-looking fish. Now, as far as their markings go, what separates the smooth box fish from the honeycomb box fish, for example, or trunk fish from the honeycomb trunk fish is... So the honeycomb is a honeycomb, I think, cowfish. I think, I think there's both, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, one's bigger than the other the one. The one that we saw was the really big one, yeah, that, which was not the trunk That's fish. the cowfish. There that's is a the honeycomb cowfish. trunk fish, too, just to make this more confusing. That, that is more is closer to the size of the smooth trunk fish. I think I did know that. I think we've looked that up before because we've had yeah. the same conversation. Yes, yes. So this is why it can be confusing. But they're cool looking fish. Uh, this, this one, though, it's got, um, it's got a little bit of a honeycomb looking pattern on it, but then it just kind of fades into nothing down the side. Like spots. Which is kind of what separates it from that. Yeah, it's got some spots on it as well. It's, it's also a spotted a trunk fish. There is a spotted. <laughs> we spotted one of those on our last cruise. Um, it's, or on the, not on the last cruise, on the um, a spotted one? Keys trip. Yeah. Yeah, we have video of it in our Keys video. I believe spotted you. Trunkfish. Anyway, a little darker <laughs> on, the, on the top. Now, now here's here's the interesting thing. When I looked these guys up to make sure I had the facts right about them, it said that they got 19 inches long. It's the maximum. Right, but I've never seen one anywhere near that. That's like... That's huge. That's like a big fish. That is a pretty big fish. That's a big trunk. What are you packing in that thing, you know? A like, cruise? That's not, they're not going to let you take that on the airplane. That's all I'm saying. 19 inch, no. It exceeds the limits. Most of them, though, only get about eight inches long. So 
that's that explains why I was like, "What? Nineteen inches? That can't be right." That's exactly the Iraq the reaction that happened when I read it. Yeah, because you did read that I to did. me. I was like, "What? Nineteen inches? That can't be right." And then you were like, "But most of them get eight inches." I'm like, "Okay, all right." I mean, look, that's like saying that's like looking up humans on like Wikipedia or something, and it says human beings can get thirteen feet tall, and you're like. Excuse me? And but like, most of them are well, about most six. Most of them are four to six feet tall or yeah. five, five to six feet tall or something like that. So, yes, <laughs> eight inches is the much more common. Now, the, the other cool thing about these fish is that uh, they they basically they eat little invertebrates that live in the sand, little marine worms and things like that that are in the sand. The way they find them is they basically blow into the water, little water jets, just, and they clear the sand away and then they they just suck out the the little marine worms with their smoochy lips with their smoochy lips yeah that's exactly how it works <laughs> the other interesting thing about these fish is that they are they're slow swimming fish they're they're not going to win any races or anything like that uh which is kind of nice because if you are the type that takes your camera underwater and you happen to see one of these gorgeous little fish you're probably going to have a good opportunity to get some good photos or videos of them. Yeah, we've seen quite a few. Sometimes they can be a little skittish. You want to move slow and try and, you know, not make any sudden movements, splash or anything like that. But I have also seen them where they don't seem to have a care in the world and they just come right, right up to you and stuff. So they, they're they're pretty curious fish. Really cool fish. So Stacy, thank you. Uh, for suggesting that and uh there's your cruise creature for the week the smooth trunk fish that was he's, a good one he's smooth he has all the best lines you got you got more there may be other fish in the sea but none are quite like me <laughs> you, i mean keep going until you're done <laughs> all right i know i have no more okay that was a really good cruise creature. Like when, when we read that, I was like, how have we not done that yet? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's a fish that I see a lot. It's one of our favorites. But it's but I don't see it as much as like, say... A Sergeant Major. Sergeant Major or uh, Yellowtail, Snapper. Bermuda Chub. Bermuda Chub. Like fish like that I love to see, but I see them everywhere mm-hmm. in large numbers. I see them frequently enough that I go, oh, there's a good chance I'll see mm-hmm. one. But infrequently enough that when I do see one, I'm like, oh, there's a smooth trunk fish. Like yeah. if I just see like a blue tang and we're scuba diving, I'm probably not going to poke you on the shoulder and be like, look, look, blue tang, blue tang. Partly because I'm underwater and I can't talk, but also because it's just a <laughs> blue tang and there's like 50 more of them over there. But if I see a smooth trunk fish, I am definitely letting you know that, you know, Please do. Smooth trunk fish. You can't do that with your mouth. No. You could do this. Wrong fish. And it this way? I don't know. Uh, it's something like that. Okay. You know, I used to always, I used to do a lot of uh, senses classes with kindergarten and preschool kids. And I would try and explain to them like why animals have ears that can, that can move or that are different shapes, stuff like that. So I'd do this experiment with them. Or I would tell them to uh, put their hands behind their ears like this so that they could, and then you can hear a lot better. Try it. 
So if I talk like that, now I'm a lot louder, right? Yeah. And then put your hand in front of your ear, and now I'm not nearly as loud. So right. you can get directional hearing to give you more information and stuff. But little kindergartners, of course, you're like, put your hand behind your ear like this. And they're like... <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> and, and for the audio people, yeah, I just was basically putting my hand over my face randomly. So it uh, didn't work out. doesn't work out that well for them. No. They don't have that sort of developmental skills yet yeah cool that was a fun episode yeah yeah you got anything else no that's it that's all i got all right well then on that note it's time to head for the horizon and until next time seize the day have a fantastic week everybody Well, thanks for hanging in there after the, the music is played. And uh, I don't know, this is just our little fun segment we do afterwards. If you're new to the podcast and you happen to still have the video on, then there's probably no video right now, but you'll hear us talking. So this is what we do after the music. We have this fun little special extra bit where we usually say something completely useless. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's stupid. Sometimes it's random. Sometimes it's sometimes it's informative. Sometimes it is, yeah. So, uh, what do we want to tell them this week? Um, you want to talk about what we did last weekend? Well, we mentioned we got vaccinated. We did. So we both got our rabies and our distemper. Yes. <laughs> no, look, we uh, we know that you know to cruise, we're going to have to get. We're going to have to get vaccinated. And quite frankly, we wanted to get vaccinated really, really badly because we are in places where we are exposed to people in large numbers and large crowds all the time. And it's really terrifying. So we were very happy that we were able to get vaccinated mm-hmm. and uh, and we got the Johnson and Johnson. Yes. So, so just so one, one shot. We're, so we're done. We're done. Now, it's not been two weeks, so we're not really officially as as. Um, protected as we will be but one week to go one week yes so that's so that's good basically uh we just had to get up really early and make an appointment and we had to drive across the state half an hour for me and then an hour from there for you yeah (laughs) to get to get shot no um no side effects to mention really it did feel a little bit like a bruise um when they did it and then the pain kind of went away and then it got a little achy like over the next couple of days. Yeah. I had, bit, not, I, I had a headache the next did. morning. And we were both tired, but there was also daylight savings and we were up till yeah, three in the morning. It, it could so have been anything. That was, yeah, possibly not the cause. Um, but now we are about six, five, six days into it, I guess. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, all, all normal all as well. So uh, I hope you guys are all staying healthy out there and doing what you need to do. To get back out onto the high seas. Indeed.